morning, everyone. My name is Chad Hammonds, and I'm one of the lead pastors here at Ignite Church. We are so glad that you decided to spend your Sunday morning with us. Uh, if you're a guest with us today, we want you first again to know that we're so glad you came, that you could have been doing anything else and you decided to come. And uh, we, we want you to know we love you and we care about you. Jesus loves you. And we want to ask you to do something for us. And that is, if, again, if you're a guest, Grab that Connect card that you got on the way in when you stop by the guest card. And if you're like, oh, my gosh, it was too cold. I didn't want to stop. That's fine. There's some of those little yellow cards in those seat pockets that you see. Grab one of them and fill it out for us. Uh, when the service is over, you want to take it to the guest card. You'll see it right outside the doors. And hand that card to them, and they're going to trade you. They're going to give you a welcome gift that just says, thanks for coming. Uh, there's a little bit of information in there, and it lets us know who you are. And we want to send you an email that says, again, thank you. And, and Here's who we are. Here's how you can connect with us. It, you would be helping us if you take the time to fill that out and, and turn it in on your way out. Now, uh, part of the Ignite news today is this. We, you see on the handout or on the app, if you're looking at the, the Ignite news part there, you see that there's a, an Ignite essential schedule for today. Well, that one is going to be rescheduled. Now, everyone that had registered for that, they know about this. Um, but in case you were thinking you were going to come today, uh, we're, we're going to reschedule it. So we'll let you know when, that, when that's coming so you can be a part of that. And it's where you find out more about Ignite Church. It's where you say, hey, I, I think maybe I want Ignite to be my, ch my home church. That, that's that, that part of things. And so we'll let you know when that's coming up next. We have coming up on February 3rd. Uh, and, and like I, we're not putting on the Super Bowl uh, but we are going to have a, a Super Bowl party after you know, for on Sunday, February 3rd. Now, um, if you're rooting for the Patriots today, you're still allowed to come. Um, <clears throat> you're just going to have to sit outside out there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we want you to come. And even if you're not a football fan, you're like, I don't really care. That's fine. Come anyway. Bring some games. We just want to hang out. We want to just have some fun together. Of course, we'll have it on, on the big screen. And so uh, we invite you to make plans to come and be part of that with us. Now, we have something coming up one month after that, which is March 3rd, and we're, we're kind of, we, we kind of have a rule about how, when we start announcing and, and giving you information on things, because we don't want to bombard you with things. Well, this one is very, very important. It's a big deal, and so we're telling you a little bit more in advance than normal, and that is for March 3rd, we're going to be having an, an Ignite family meeting. So if this is your church, if you're, if you're like, you're a member of Ignite Church and this is your home church, we want you, we need you to come and be part of that meeting. It's going to be on a Sunday evening. We're going to have a, a special speaker who's going to be here with us, one that hasn't been here before. Uh, we've got some news to give you. It's all good stuff. And so we just, we want you to, as best, we really want you to be there. So just put it on your calendar. And when somebody invites you out that evening to go to a movie or do something, say, I'm sorry, I'm going to go do something else. So you make this what you're doing on March Third, here at Ignite Church, we, we believe 100% in bringing our tithes and offerings to God, and here's how you do that. You have, we have giving boxes that are attached to the back wall here in this room, or we have, you can give through the app or online. It's all safe and secure, and we want you to know that uh, your giving here at Ignite, it matters. It, it's, what, it's what makes everything happen. I mean, it's what keeps the doors open. It's what uh, supports missionaries across the globe. It's what supports local things happening. It's what touches and, and blesses lives in our community, and all that is, we're able to do all of these things because of your generosity. So thank you so much. What you give matters. It does make a difference. 
With all of those things being said, we are in a series that's entitled Uphill Habits. We're going to continue it today. You guys take a look. of the things we've been doing. The things we do form habits, and then the habits form us. So you could say that we're all the sum total of the things we've been doing over and over and over of our habits. Now, we're using this series at the beginning of the year to try to get us focused for the 2019 that God wants us to have. In order to have that, we need some special habits. Now, the problem is a lot of people have uphill hopes but their habits take them downhill. Their habits don't help them go uphill to bigger and better and greater of what God has for you in 2019. So hope is important. It gets you started, but it's a habit that keeps you going up or maybe down, okay? Here's the deal. This isn't easy. We're, you know, we're, we're trying to be real up front and say, hey, life change isn't easy. Changing habits isn't easy, but it is so worth it because... Everything worthwhile is uphill. Everything worthwhile that God has for you and for your life is uphill. It's going to require you to press on uphill with a habit that helps you get uphill. Here's our theme scripture we are using for this series. Romans 12, verse 2. Fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. So you see that this is bigger than just a little bit of a New Year's resolution. I get a little better. You'll be changed from the inside out out. That's what God wants to do. Let's read on. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. So that first phrase, fix your attention on God, we, we've been saying everything starts with God. We focus on him first. But then the end result of that paragraph says that as we do what God says to do and respond to that, he develops a well-formed maturity. We become more mature. We become, our life is better. We have an upgraded life. We are moving uphill towards what God has for us this year. So to do that, we've got to have uphill habits. We've got to be willing to change. We've got to be willing to strain. We've got to be willing to engage in something that's not easy, that's hard. And honestly, most people don't. You know, <laughs> most people nowadays don't even make New Year's resolutions. They're like, whatever, you know, I've, I've tried to change. I can't do it. But you know what? A few people do. A few people do embrace the challenge of I've got to go on. God's got more for me. God's got better for me. I'm willing to strain or whatever God has for me to do to get toward his purpose in my life. Well, we're hoping and praying that all of us at night are part of those few who determined, I won't settle for less than God's best for my life. Now, let me review the last couple of weeks real briefly. Week one, habit one was adjust what I do first. The uphill habit was to say, God, you're first, and get everything 
first that should be first because what we do first, what we spend our money on first, what we invest our time and our energy, whatever is first in our life sets the pace for our life. It sets the tone for our life. So whether it's a day, week, month, year, or lifetime, things first really affect us in a big way. Last week, we talked about uphill habit number two, which was to control my thoughts. The idea was everything starts with a thought, right? You have a thought before an action, of course. And so we put it all together, and we said this. If you plant a thought, you'll reap an action. And then if you plant that action repeatedly, you reap a habit. And then if you plant a habit, it becomes your lifestyle, who you are. And ultimately, this lifestyle takes you to your destiny. It takes you uphill to what God wants. So those are our first two uphill habits. Here now is the third uphill habit that we believe God wants to use to develop this well-formed maturity in all of us. It's keep my life aligned with my purpose. That's the third habit. Keep my life aligned with my purpose. Uh, alignment is important. It's important that things are in line. Is there How many of us in here have ever been to a chiropractor? I have. And if you sit down and you talk to them, what they're going to tell you is that having your bones and your structure, everything, you have it aligned properly is really essential and good for your overall health. Uh, I've experienced this in my, my own life. Most of my life I've had some hip pain or, or leg pain just from when I was little. I think it's my mom and dad's fault. They must have done, like, they must have had sin in their life when they conceived me. And um, I was born imperfect, you know, not, not completely, uh, what's the word, same on both sides. Symmetrical. Symmetrical. And um, so I blamed them, but they did try to fix it. You know, as I was growing up and through life, they would buy me these, went to the doctor and bought these shoes, you know, to try to correct things and inserts and things like that. So they did the best they could to, you know, help it get fixed. But I've, I've struggled with it a little bit uh, over my life, and um, I was... One of the last times I went to the, the chiropractor, I was talking to him, and by the way, pain is what made me go there. You know, I waited until I couldn't take it anymore, and then I'm like, okay, we got to fix something. That's usually how <laughs> life works for many of us. Pain is what makes us human. So I went, and uh, he reminded me that my ankle, or my right ankle specifically, is kind of, you know, out of whack, and I lack some flexibility into it. Again, parents' fault. And... Um, that, that pain there, which that's not why I went in. I went in because, like, you know, my right up in here is, like, bothering me, bugging me. But I, he said, well, here's the problem is your ankle. And that makes you walk kind of funny, and then that makes you put pressure on your, on your big toe, which now that hurts. And so then that makes you kind of, you know, uh, um, what is the word again? My brain isn't working. Compensate, and I, I just kind of... <laughs> favorite and so then that makes my leg not be quite right as I'm walking and then that messes with the the hip and then of course and that sets your back and your muscle kind of Okay, you're whining yeah. now. We get but, it. We get but it. Then, Go then it eventually goes all the way up and then your neck bothers you some and you're like what the heck is going on? I'm falling apart and I'm only 28. You know, so <laughs> Oh, now you're a liar I'm, too. Golly. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm 45, but anyway. <laughs> so all of it because one little thing is out of alignment, out of whack. Way down here in my heel affects everything all the way up. Well, the same is true about life. If we get one thing, our purpose, specifically what we're talking about, we get that out of whack, we get it out of alignment, then it's going to make you have pain in all kinds of other areas. 
So sometimes you think everything in life is falling apart, but the, it's really not that everything is falling apart. It's that your purpose might be out of alignment, and it's affecting everything else. Your, your marriage will be affected when your purpose is out of alignment. If you're, if you're not going for what you were built for, what God made you for, and you're not, your purpose isn't aligned, your marriage is going to suffer because of a whole list of things. Your, your family will suffer if you are not living your purpose. Your job is going to suffer. The relationships primarily is what we're talking about. Your finances will likely suffer because you're not following and you're not in line with your purpose. Your, your, your church will suffer. Your, your involvement there, the things you do, your hobbies, everything in life will begin to be affected. They're going to be affected ne- negatively if your purpose is out of alignment. Now, one of the best ways to get things fixed is do kind of just what you know the, my, my chiropractor has done. It's like, let's fix this because it's why you're having pain here. So instead of addressing just the pain and saying, here's some ibuprofen, here's some, what is it, Flexoril, here's some hydrocodone, here's some whatever, let's just fix it that way. Let's fix the thing that's out of alignment. So one of the best ways for us to do that as pastors, as a church here, uh, for everyone in here, is not to help you solve your pain problem, but to help you get your purpose aligned right. Then all these other things in life that are out of whack, or not all, but many of them will begin to get put into place, and they'll begin to work properly, and you won't be suffering in those areas as much or at all anymore. When your life is aligned with your purpose, a lot of your issues disappear. So... We're going to talk today about some important things uh, about our purpose and, and keeping our life aligned with it. First off, you have a purpose. And you might be sitting there and, and you hear that and go, oh, really? I have some great purpose in the destiny of human civilization. Well, it, it may not be something everybody else sees or whatever, but in God's eyes, you have a specific person, purpose. You have a reason. You're on this planet. Look what we see in Psalm 139. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God, you knew about every day of my life before it ever happened. You know my days. God knows what's in store. He knows the purpose he has for you. Now, uh, if you're like me, you may have some chapters in your part of his book that uh, aren't so good, things you wish weren't there. But the amazing thing is God can take even our mistakes and and help us get back on course so that our life is still moving uphill because we have a purpose. It is so important to recognize I have a purpose, and when I get off of it, understand he can realign me. He can get me going back uphill in my purpose. Now, here's another verse, Ephesians 2.10, one of my favorite verses. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That word workmanship means we are, God has created us to be unique individuals with a unique personality, with unique talents, with unique gifts from God that he puts in your heart. And that workmanship he's made you to be, only you can really do it. Only you can really be the most effective at what his purpose is for your life. Now, uh, it's important for us just to, to step back and say, you know, is life just about work, paying the bills, and, you know, do all that? And we're saying, no, life's about the purpose God has 
for you. He made you to do more than just work and pay bills. He actually created you to make a difference on this planet, to make a difference in the lives of people. That last phrase just, <clears throat> I think, helps us see how important this was to God because he didn't just recreate us into this work of art, this workmanship, but he had in mind these good works in advance. He prepared in advance. God was, has been putting things together in, around you so you can walk in your purpose. Uh, I wish we could see all the things God's doing. I think we'd be so amazed how much he's orchestrating life for us to walk in our purpose. I spoke to someone uh, recently, and they shared with me they have a serious illness, and, and I was trying to sympathize and you know talk a little bit. But listen to what this person said. They said, you know, Ed, I know this seems serious and it's going to be tough, but the biggest burden I have is it may keep me from getting to do what God's put in my heart to do. He was saying the biggest challenge about this sickness is it may hinder me in my purpose. And I'm listening back thinking I'm in the presence of greatness. This, this person gets it. He knew why God had put him on this planet and didn't want anything to hold him back for that. So that's the first thing about purpose, that we all have a purpose. Here's the second thing. You have competition for your time and attention. You have competition for your time and your attention as it relates to your purpose. There are all kinds of things, good and bad things, that are trying to pull you out of alignment, trying to get you shifted off of, of your purpose. Folks, if, if something doesn't align with your purpose, you should say no. You should say no. Now, practice this one for a minute. Everybody, one, two, three, no. That was really weak, so now I know we're in the right place today. Um, people, we'll just keep going. Here we go. Um, you got competition. People will compete with your purpose. People will. Uh, you have a purpose. God made you. Ed's talking about that. Well, well, people will try to pull you to their purpose for either their life or their purpose for your life. Uh, and let me tell you something. Out of experience, to live someone else's purpose will do nothing but frustrate you. To live life and be what somebody else thinks or believes or wants you to be will do nothing but frustrate you. People will, have y'all had this happen probably. I, I would, I just, I kind of feel like we probably all have. Hey, man, this thing I'm doing is really great and I'm helping people and, and we're doing this and this and this and you should be involved in it. Well, maybe what they're doing is great, and it may be absolutely what they're built for, and they may, obviously, they're passionate about it, and there's a lot of good things in this that people do in this world, but that may not be what your purpose is, but whether, but you feel like they're going to pull you into theirs, and, and, you know, you need to spend your time, and you need to do this. Well, you know, thank you, but no. I want you to succeed, but that's not my purpose. People will compete for your time and attention and pull and, and, and get your purpose out of line. Now, the next thing that will do that is details. So maybe you are going the direction God wants you to go. Maybe you are fulfilling your purpose. And you can get end up getting caught up in the details of the purpose instead of why you're really there. I'll give you an example. Jesus was traveling, and a lady named Martha invited him to a dinner party. And so, I mean, other people are going to be there, and so he went. And Martha had a sister whose name was Mary. 
Well, Martha's in there making dinner and, you know, doing all the stuff, making sure the place setting is right. And, you know, she's doing the rack of lamb and, and she's, she's got some of my favorite cookies uh, already made there. They're called macaroons. macaroons. Thank you. <laughs> Me and Ed work together a lot. <laughs> uh, and so she's doing all that stuff. And Mary, on the other hand, her sister, she ain't helping in the kitchen at all. She just plopped down in the living room, sat down on the couch, and she's chatting with Jesus. She's like, hey, what do you got to tell us? What do you, you know, it's about the, the relationship there. Well, um, Martha got a little upset. As, the reason is because she was distracted from what the main reason of a dinner party is. Do you know what it is? If you invite people to your house to have dinner, is it, is the main reason so that they can eat a good meal? Not really. Not really. The main reason is so you can get to know them, so you can hang out together, so you can spend time together. That's the main reason, the main purpose of something like that. Well, Martha, that she was like, man, I've got to get all this perfect. So she went and talked to Jesus about it. She went and whined to her dinner guests, which is odd. Uh, hey, Jesus, do you see what's happening here? Mary, she's just sitting here doing nothing. I'm in here doing all the work. That's not fair. Jesus had a response to her. In Luke chapter 10, verse 41, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. He's like, look, Mary's got this figured out. You got dinner going. It's okay. Relax. Why don't you come and, and join us? Mary's got this figured out. She's here about this relationship. She's wanting to hear what, what, what I have to say. And, and that can't be taken away from her, no matter, no matter what happens. Folks, details are important. They, they are important, but they're not a substitute for purpose. And this is where uh, Martha just got these things flip-flopped, that's all. She didn't have bad intentions. She just kind of got things a little bit out of whack, out of alignment. They had sitting in their living room Jesus, the man of the hour, the savior of the world. And she's, you know, worried if, you know, the, the napkin's in the right spot or if, you know, there's there's enough ice, or whatever it is, she, she got lost in the details. We should periodically stop and consider, um, is what I'm doing supporting my purpose, or is it taking away from it? Am I lost in the details? I'm doing a good thing, but have I forgot why I'm doing it? Have I, have I gotten, somehow gotten lost and a little off track? And I'm, I'm, I'm focusing over here when I should be focusing on people. Details are good. They're, we need to have them good and set right. And that's, it's important, but it's not number one. Whether it's people or details, you have competition for your time and attention. That they, they wanna, It wants to pull you uh, out of alignment with your purpose. Right? That's the second thing. The third thing about purpose is this. You have limited time. You have limited time on this planet. Today, you're a day closer to your end than you were yesterday. And uh, for some reason, I've been thinking more about this person lately. I'm not, not sure why. He's going to make an old track for me in a second. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'll let you make it for me. Yeah. <laughs> it is so true. It is so true that we have limited time and every day we're closer. And so how does that affect or relate to our purpose, it's this. It's important to get into purpose ASAP, as soon as possible. The longer you wait to go to a chiropractor and get your ankle adjusted and 
get all that stuff. The longer you wait, the longer you'll be in pain, the more damage it'll do, and the more it'll hinder you, and you'll be unhappy with it. Well, it's the same thing in the purpose God has for you. The longer that's put off, the longer you're feeling like something's wrong, something's out of place, and and things are messing up in my life, and I'm sure not helping anybody else, and, and I don't sense I'm right where God wants me to be. That's what happens when we're not aligned with his purpose. Now, we have limited time. Everybody gets that, but we also say this in our culture, though. In our culture, we have this kind of understanding or this saying, something like, you know, you're young, it's okay, go sow your wild oats, go live it up, it's okay, just, you know, knock yourself out, and you, you can get serious about life and God and church, all that, all that later. That's a pretty common thing in our culture. Well, there's a Bible verse we can look at that will help us understand a little bit what's going on. In James chapter 4, we read, Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. In light of eternity, our, our life is just a little mist. And James is saying to these guys, hey, yeah, they, it look, sounds like they were talking business, right? We're going to move here and start this business and make all this money. And he's like, guys, it's okay to make plans, but that's not what you're living for. You only got today. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So tomorrow might be too late to start living in your God-ordained purpose. Today is the best day to start getting your life aligned with God's purpose. You know, that fun that the world offers, the, the results of sowing those wild oats, you know what it is? It's empty. It's harmful. It's damaging. It, it's never satisfying. It, it creates a hole in our soul. But on the other hand, living in my purpose that God's called me to, pushing uphill with the habits that will help me get there, there is nothing more fun, nothing more fulfilling than trying to live in my purpose each and every day. All right, so we think you guys got it. We think you understand your purpose is important. And it's important to have it aligned right and going the right direction. So how do we do that? Well, we want to talk about mastering this habit. How do we do it? Because I sure want it, and I imagine that you want it too. The first thing would be this, eliminate the non-essentials. Eliminate the non-essentials. I tried to help you with it a while ago, and you know, no. Uh, <laughs> Let me read you, uh, let's read part of the Bible about this. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Everything. Now we could, I bet you we could say anything that hinders us from our purpose. You, you may have heard this scripture before. If you've been in church a while, you might have heard this before. And it's really whoever was talking about it probably was hammering on the, the sin. Got to get rid of that sin that so easily uh, entangles you, and that's true. That's a big part of this verse. It's important. Uh, a lot of times we skip right over the first part, though. Everything that hinders. Once you have a grasp on your purpose and where you're headed and what, what God has built you for, it's time to cut loose from those things that are holding you back or pulling you out of alignment. Sin and bad things are part of that. They can totally knock your life out of whack. You need to cut those loose, too. Now, 
you should do good things of our our box and out of our comfort zone. Things we should participate in good things. Sometimes we need to get out of our our box and out of our comfort zone and try some new good things. But even good things can distract you and pull you out of alignment from your purpose. Something Diane and I do, um, uh, it's it's purposeful on our part. Is we refuse to do every good thing that's offered to us. Uh, we get we get offers for things, you know, often. Hey, will you be on this board? Hey, will you help us do this? Hey, will you come to my uh, this or or will you do that? And they're all good things. Very few people come and ask me to do something bad with them. Um, <laughs> but they'll, they'll come and ask to do you know, a good thing. And if it doesn't align with our purpose, the answer is no. And it's because, well, I, I'm only you know, I only have so much. And so we don't want to be stretched too thin to be effective. Now, uh, we, we refuse to take on somebody else's purpose. Like I was talking a while ago, everybody has a purpose, and they're passionate about what they're doing, and it's okay to invite people and ask. And it's also okay if that person says no. Um, and, and so we, we won't take on somebody else's purpose because we know how frustrating that is. Other people have a purpose for you. Now, I don't mean we avoid fun, because we, Diane and I, we, we do things that are fun. I do think that's important, but, uh, so what I'm saying is I don't want us to get to like, well, you know, going to, you know, watching the, watching the game today and this afternoon, that's not really part of my purpose about, uh, about life, and so I guess I can't do that. That's not what we're talking about. It's okay to enjoy, it's, it's okay, I think, I think those things are a big deal, but I'm talking about a continuous being involved in something that is pulling me away from my purpose. I need to cut that loose. I need to say no to it to start with. Um, and here's what I recommend you do. I recommend that you evaluate everything you do in a month. You know, put it down. Look at it on the calendar and, and just write down, here's what we do each day. This is my life for this month. Now consider which of those things are adding to your life and and helping you go with your purpose, and which of those things are just trying to pull you away from it, whether they're good or bad. If they're bad, cut them anyway. If they're, if they're good, which good things might be doing that? Cut the things that you can. Cut them out. Um, now, listen, if, you're, <laughs> if your purpose is to you know, do something really in your mind really great and your job is getting in the way of that, don't cut your job <laughs> until you have another one. That maybe, you know, it's okay to switch, but make sure you, you're not coming to my house and living off of me because that's not part of my purpose. All right? Cut the things you can. Change the things you can. Eliminate the non-essentials in your life. So to flip that coin over now, we eliminate things that is getting in our way. On the positive side, we have to give calendar time to the important things. It's not enough just to say, you know, that's important to me. I've got a plan to make it happen. I've got to give it calendar time. Look at this verse from Psalm 90. Teach us to number our days and recognize how they are. Help us to spend them as we should. Spend them as we should. You spend every day. The question is, are we spending it as we should in our purpose? Now, I, I want to give a plug here for an upcoming seminar we're going to have here called Free. This starts on Sunday night, March 10th. We're going to go five nights. And in this seminar, a major part of it will be discovering or maybe rediscovering 
your purpose, how God's put you together with those gifts and things we talked about earlier. So we hope you'll plan to come to that. We really, really urge you to do that because it'll really be good for you. So block out that time. You know, the things you value is what you do, right? Uh, I was looking out our back window recently, and I saw some trees needed trimming. I told Lori, oh, I think I'm going to do that. She goes, yeah, right. Well, she's right. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I may say it's good, but I'm not showing value, right? I'm not putting effort into it. Well, the things we put in our calendar reflect our priorities. So here's two important things we want to urge you to be sure you give calendar time to, that these are a regular part of your life. First, make time for renewal. Make time for renewal. Once you feel like you know your purpose and you're moving forward, as we've said, it's not easy. It's going to take some work. It's going to tire you and just your focus and other things. You need to rest. You need to relax. You need to be renewed. You know, our culture is just go all the time, go, go, go. But if we do that, we'll get exhausted. And actually, it's kind of like we're going uphill. We'll lose momentum and start sliding back down the hill. In the book of Genesis, we see the story where God created the world, and in that we see that he took six days to create it, but on the seventh day, he rested, and he said, this day is special because I rested. I want you to rest. He called it the Sabbath, and we still have that principle in our life that we need to take regular time to rest, relax, refresh, have fun, whatever, exercise, things you love doing, but let it not be the heavy-duty worries of the world and your job and stuff. Let, let it be something that refreshes you. Have a Sabbath. And then the next thing we think is so important to have in your calendar, in your brain, in your planning of your life, is to make time for relationships. Make time for relationships. My wife's a school teacher, and so she's pretty busy and has limited times uh, during the weeks. And so we'll get together, and we've turned it into a verb. We'll calendar, right, and make plans. And one of those things we try to calendar is time with friends, time to get with people, because we want to make our relationships great, and we know we have to put time into it. So make time for your relationships. Join a group or uh, have a date night with your spouse. Any way you can, make time for your relationships so God can keep you going in your purpose. So if we're going to, if we do, if we master this habit of aligning our life with our purpose and focusing on that, making sure it's aligned, um, here's what's going to happen. You're going to look back a year from now, and you'll be thinking, I am so glad I did that. My life is so much better. I, I'm, I'm more rested. I, a lot of these things have almost seems like they fixed themselves. They didn't really, but it kind of feels like it. I didn't have to put my hands on everything. Things got adjusted, and they got in line, and things are working well. Life won't be perfect. Uh, just in case you didn't know this, life will never be perfect until you're in heaven. Okay, but you can get close. You can, we can definitely get closer than when we, where we are today. Your life will be fuller. You'll be more rested. You'll, uh, you'll have deeper and stronger relationships if you will align your life with your purpose. And you, you begin to do these things we're talking about and, 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 and commit yourself. It's good to hear about it, like Ed said, and you're like, yeah, this is a great idea. And if you don't change anything after you walk out of those doors, Nothing will change. Your life will stay the same. You'll be just as tired and just as worn out and just as in pain. So do something about it and commit to it even when it's hard. One foot in front of the other. Let's go. I know this is difficult, and I know it's going to change, and I know I have to tell some people no and some people yes, but let's do it. You will be glad that you did. Imagine 
what your life would be like if everything was lined up. If your purpose and everything was put together and you're going, you know, you went from shifted out and in pain, you got in, what would life look like? I think it would be fantastic. And we want that for everybody in here for 2019. Now, we are so glad that you guys came today. We're so glad that you came. We always want you to walk out feeling like, yeah, maybe, you know, if, if walk out, if you felt like, yeah, what they were talking about, I need to fix that. We want you to also think at the same time, and here's how I do it. And that's why we're really specific and intentional about saying, let's do these things to, to fix what we're talking about, to get them in line. Put those things into action, action starting this week. Um, we want to remind you something before we go today. And that is we're going to have people up here ready and willing to pray for you. If you just say, hey, okay, this is great, or I came, and I just need somebody to pray with me about this. They are happy to do that. They want to pray for you and take the time with you. Uh, before you head out, we want to you know, remember to go, on the line, go online, use the app, stop by the, the giving box and give before you leave today. You guys stand up, and we want to pray for you. Lord, we thank you for each and every person in here. God, we want our lives aligned with your purpose for us. Every one of us gets things out of whack from time to time, and we, we have pains that we experience because of it. Well, God, we pray you help us to see what they are, see what we need to get aligned, show it to us this week, and then show us what to do about it. Lord, we're, we're wanting to have these uphill habits and, and master these things. Help us to do that. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you lead us and that you guide us every single day this week. We want to hear what you're saying to our hearts. God, I pray that you would bless and that you would keep each and every person in here. Bring us back this, this next coming week, ready to hear what you're going to say to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you guys. We will see you soon.